In the 66th chapter of his rule, St. Benedict writes the following. At the door of the monastery, place a sensible old man who knows how to take a message and deliver a reply and whose age keeps him from roaming about. The porter will need a room near the entrance so that visitors will always find him there to answer them. As soon as anyone knocks or a poor man calls out, he replies, thanks be to God, or your blessing, please. Then with all the gentleness that comes from the fear of God, he provides a prompt answer with a warmth of love. On one level, St. Benedict is describing an aspect of the practical arrangements for receiving guests, whom he reminds his monks are to be welcomed as Christ. But his description of the porter and how he is to reply to those arriving at the door of the monastery also tells us something about the spiritual qualities that the porter should possess, and hence something about growth in the spiritual life. For Benedict, the porter needs to be capable of stability. Not just the physical stability that keeps him from wandering around, and so at his post and ready to welcome guests, but he needs to be spiritually stable, rooted in Christ, with the warmth of whose love he is able promptly to receive visitors. Like the cellarer, the porter is to be mature and wise, capable of humble and effective service, rooted in the love and example of Christ. It is not just any old man, then, who can be placed at the door of the monastery, but one who is so grounded in Christ that he is capable of standing at the edge of the enclosure, at the periphery, without losing his bearings and surrendering what he has gained from his application and living out of the tools of good works in the enclosure of the monastery and stability in the community. This teaching of Benedict's is, of course, based on that of Jesus, who in St John's Gospel taught that, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he cuts away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes to make it bear even more. You are pruned already by means of the word I have spoken to you. Make your home in me as I make mine in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, but must remain part of the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me, with me in him, bears fruit in plenty. For cut off from me, you can do nothing. By his stability, then, the porter remains a branch of the vine, full of sap and life-giving, transmitting to and sharing with those who come to the monastery the very life of Christ in whom the porter himself inheres. By means of their baptism, Christians share in the life of Christ, dying with him to their old life of sin and rising with him to new and eternal life with God. And this sharing is something dynamic. It means really living in Christ, sharing his life, receiving and giving his love. As St Paul wrote to the Philippians, for me to live is Christ, and to the Galatians, through the law I am dead to the law, so that I can now live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I live now not with my own life, but with the life of Christ who lives in me. 
The life I live now in this body, I live in faith. Faith in the Son of God who loved me and sacrificed himself for my sake. This life in Christ, as the image of the vine makes clear, is not an individualistic life. By baptism, we become members of Christ's body, the Church, a people called together by God for salvation. Thus we see in the Acts of the Apostles how the first Christians sought to live out their spiritual communion, rooted in the tradition that had been handed on to them, by remaining faithful to the teaching of the Apostles, to the brotherhood, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers, in the reality of a genuinely common life. Thus the faithful all lived together and owned everything in common. They sold their goods and possessions and shared out the proceeds among themselves according to what each one needed. They went to the temple every day, but met in their houses for the breaking of bread. They shared their food gladly and generously. They praised God and were looked up to by everyone. Day by day, the Lord added to their community those destined to be saved. In this passage, we find a description of the interior stability of the porter reflected in that of a community centred on Christ and among whose members Christ is present, always offering to and wanting to share with them the mercy, the love and the life of God. To live like this in response to Christ's invitation is the Christian calling. St Benedict in his rule, written for monks, doing no more than describing the Christian life, albeit lived out in a distinct manner. As Mauro Lepari, the abbot general of the Cistercians, has written, above all, there is an essential aspect of the Christian experience that is worth emphasising. The communion of the disciples of Christ, their living together, is the very substance of the transmission of the Christ event, of salvation in Christ, of the fullness of the revelation of the triune God to the world. There is no transmission of Christ and of salvation in him without the church, without the Christian community, without the people of God, which is the body of Christ. The church is transmission of the Son of God, sent by the Father to save the world. The Holy Spirit realises this mission of the church from Pentecost to incarnate the mission of Christ. Hence St Benedict's teaching, let them prefer nothing whatever to Christ, and may he bring us all together to everlasting life. God has called us together as brothers and sisters in Christ, and it is the communion of the baptised, a communion in which, like the porter in his monastic community, we must be deeply rooted, that transmits Christ and his gift of salvation. In giving his account of the Last Supper, the earliest that we have, St Paul tells the Corinthians that he is handing on to them what I received from the Lord. Namely, he is transmitting, is handing on the gift of the Eucharist, of Christ's saving presence, as it was given to him in the communion of the Church. St John's account of the Last Supper the foot washing is marched by a strong sense of this transmission. It was before the festival of the Passover, 
And Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father. He had always loved those who were his in the world, but now he showed how perfect his love was. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was returning to God. In the washing of their feet that followed, Jesus taught the disciples that it was by living out in humble love and service, their stability in communion, that his presence and the salvation of God would be kept alive among them and transmitted to others. I have given you an example so that you may copy what I have done to you. And again, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you must also love one another. By this love you have for one another, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Mauro Lepari again. What Jesus wants his disciples to transmit with the humble fidelity of a servant and messenger who does not presume to transmit more of or something better than he receives from the master who sends him is the fraternal communion whose regenerative force is humility. Humble mutual service. Before all else, Jesus makes us understand that living together, living united, being one as the Father and the Son are one in Christ, is already a transmission, is like the incarnation of the transmission of salvation to the world, of the transmission to the world of the mission of the Son and Saviour. It is because the porter is rooted in Christ, in the stability of Christian communion, that in his greeting to visitors, he is able to transmit with the warmth of love the message of salvation. Similarly, for all Christians, to be rooted in Christ is to be rooted in the communion that is his body, through which we are joined to him, inheritors and recipients of the gift of salvation, which by our grace-assisted fidelity in communion we make known and offer to others. Stability in Christ, in the communion of his love, is then a defining characteristic of Christian identity, being both the source of Christian life and mission.